Well, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share this gospel. But, Father, to drink it in ourselves, each one of us, Father, taking this word of God. Jesus said your words are spirit and they're life and they're truth. So we just ingest those words, Father, and allow that life just to come into us and light up our life. So thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the Holy Spirit being here for the anointing and to anoint our ears and my lips in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. But it's a power gospel, and that's how I look at it. There's power from one end of the Bible to the other. A lot of, you know, in Christianity, you don't see that power very, very much. Uh, it's kind of the, in, in the current state of American church in general, it's kind of like, let's make it feel good and be sure and have good coffee in the lobby and all those kind of things. And you all be careful. We love you. And it's real tender. But, you know, God has a plan. And I have to tell you, uh, not knowing exactly how I'll get into this tonight, but uh, but he showed me a few things about this power. And, of course, you know you, you know about Genesis where, where he uh, formed Adam from the dust and he breathed life into him. The word neshama is what he breathed into Adam. And, and that Adam brought life. It brought an intuitive knowledge of God into Adam. And, of course, I won't go into that in depth tonight. But then the other thing that happened because of what was destroyed by Adam, uh, he raised up. He had, had his own son came and uh, and gave us Jesus Christ and and he 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 gave his life for us but then again he, when we go into John 3 3 and and Nicodemus came to the Jesus by night and said he wanted to talk to him here's a man that uh, he was a great knowledge man of the Jews right he, he knew but he didn't understand what Jesus was all about. And Jesus simply said, you must be born again. And in John 3, 5, he said, you must be born of the water and the spirit. Now, this is important, so don't go to sleep on me. Uh, the water, you can deal with that how you want to. To me, that's the washing of the water, the word. But the spirit is a word, pneuma. There's a P in there. It may be pronounced pneuma or pneuma. One of the, you're a Latin guy. But anyway, thing is, that meant the breath of God, the same breath that he breathed into, breathed into Adam to bring life into him. When you get born again, you give your life to Jesus Christ. Uh, you have that same breath of God coming into your life. Did you know that? You do now. Power. This whole thing's about power. And, and it says in John 1.12, he says, he says, uh, <laughs> I'm getting something from the back anyway. <laughs> Anyway, he said, but as many as received him, to them, he gave the power to become the sons of God. There you go, the word power. What's that all about? Well, that word can be uh, other ways, too. It can mean uh, he made you ready, a lot of different things. But to me, it's more power. I mean, everything I begin to see in the, in the gospel here is power. Now, why am I going there? Because it's, it's really something for God right now. He wants to raise up some people that are aware of what he is. And what he can do through us. When you've got the spirit of God working in you. There's no limitation. Nothing's impossible. Isn't that what it says? Nothing's impossible to him that knows God. It's the spirit of God. That's, that's right there working to, through you. And, and you know. Sometimes. People are looking for some kind of a message. But for me. It's a call of God in my life. To get people activated with this power. That's my calling. I'm sure of it. And so a lot of people don't respond to this because a lot of people don't want to be challenged. 
But I see a group of people here tonight that want to be challenged. And, you know, with personal uh, conversations we've had, I know you're not satisfied with just mundane Christianity. You can say amen if you want to, but, you know, it's oh, me or works too. But anyway, uh, so let's go look at a couple other things here. And, and you can well be familiar with all these scriptures. That's just fine. I just uh, bring them forth because there's a crescendo here coming pretty soon. In Acts, after all that, in Acts 1.8, you're familiar with this, I'm sure. But anyway, uh, starting in uh, a little sooner here, uh, well, he said there in 1.8, in 1.7, he said, It's not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. And that was a, that was a little revelation for me right there because, you know, I know we're supposed to be doing works in this earth just like Jesus did. But there's some things that are reserved for the Father. And I think that's neat because we don't get to decide when the rapture is. We don't get to decide when Armageddon starts. We don't get to decide any of that. We don't even get to decide a lot of other things that take place. Those are reserved to the Father, and that's good to know. But here in verse 8, he said, but you shall receive what? If you're looking, power. power. Now, the, 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 the power with the breath is setting you up so you can have fellowship with the Father and with Jesus the Holy Spirit. That's, that, that's, that's the breath. It's in you. It's in you. Sometimes you need to stop and look in the mirror and say, man, the Spirit of God's in me. That's something. You think about that? He's in you. But here's another instance. He said, but, he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now that's Jesus' parting words. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, you need to get ready to go. You need to get your Harley cranked up, ready to go, full of gas. See, that's where I'm at with, with us believers. We need to get ready to go. There's work for us to do. You know, heaven's great. We'll go there when we're ready. But there's a lot of work to, right now that we need. We need. We need to do some work. And you're hungry. I, I, you're here tonight. You're hungry. And the people in the sound of this voice are hungry, or they'd have shut me off all already. Now, here we see in in chapter two. Uh, then they, of course, they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, the day of Pentecost had come, and they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of the rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Say, filled the whole house. Say it. Filled the whole house. Now, then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Say this. They all were filled. And they all spoke with other tongues. Amen? Without exception. And I'm, that's not what I'm on tonight, but that's just a sample of some things that happen. If you don't have that power in you, you want to get it. And like I say, I'm not going to concentrate on that tonight. But if you haven't had that experience, you need to go get it. If you're like me, uh, I got born again reading a book. Didn't know anything else but to tell people Jesus set me free. And I didn't know anything else for about a year. 
Till somebody ta started talking about the Holy Ghost. I didn't know there was a Holy Ghost. You know, in Acts, you're going reading around, they said, I didn't know there was a Holy Ghost. I didn't know there was a Holy Ghost. I didn't know anything about faith. All I knew was tell people that I, I, I was set free when Jesus came into my life. I wasn't discipled by anybody. Uh, neither was Sandy. I mean, it doesn't matter about me. It's not about me. But when I found out there was more, I wanted more. I can only work with people that want more. It's just, just where I'm at. It's, it's in me because there's so much God wants. And you know what? In return, when we step into some things and we're ready to go, guess what? God's got more for us. If you step into a further anointing, be ready. It's coming. Now, there's one scripture that I saw, just, just a little fun little scripture here uh, in uh, Acts. I think it's 12. Yeah, uh, it's always nice when I can find those scriptures that it seems so exciting. I, I Acts eleven twelve should be there. 11. Yeah, and then it's just a little thing here. I'm not going into the whole story here, but you know, it's it's actually what happens. It's when uh, when they're moved by the Spirit to go into the Gentile. Domain, domain. Okay, that's what it's all about. But I thought this thing said, then the Spirit told me, say that the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Doubting nothing. See, we have to grow up in this word. You know, we, we need to grow up in this word. And we, know, we need to know when God speaks to us by the Spirit, we shouldn't be doubting. And I'm preaching real good to myself right now because, you know, I'm not one of those that thinks every little whisper, you know, i got to evaluate things. But we need to know if God speaks to us, nothing doubting. Isn't that cool? One, two words there. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me and we entered the man's house. So here's the whole deal that took uh, the fruit there. They got the man saved, got the household saved. But what was really interesting to me was there were three or four of them heard from the Lord and, and, abide, and obeyed. Now, was it, was it any different then than it is now? No. Same Holy Spirit, right? Same Jesus set us free. And, and these just men responded to this still small voice or however that leading was, some, some kind of a leading, and they went for it. And, of course, 14, who, who will tell you words by which you all know your household will be saved. So anyway, and the other thing that's pretty neat here, and I'll pass it, just getting past this right now, but in, uh, in uh, John, first of all, Matthew, I, I should have, uh, Matthew 3.11, you don't even have to turn there, but you can, because it's, it's mimicked in this chapter 11. But uh, chapter 3, verse 11 in Matthew, and this is John the Baptist speaking. And he's saying, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, I'm not messing with water baptism. That You can figure that out yourself. But I know one thing. You can't get saved with just natural water. You can get take a good bath and be clean and have a good experience. But the thing that you want is the Holy Ghost and the fire. 
I wanted to lay that little foundation there because, you see, there's a lot of power that's resident in a believer that's full of the Holy Ghost. Untapped power. 